Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, and this is an hour where we press into the power and presence of God. Listen, if you're in South Florida, I want you to join me on Sunday. I'm giving you a personal invitation for me to you to come on by. We have two opportunities for you to encounter God with prophetic worship and prophetic messages. Two different messages every week, 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m. God is always moving. God is always speaking. People getting healed, saved, and delivered at Awakening House of Prayer. Come on over and experience it for yourself. If you are not in South Florida, ahop.online, that's your ticket. Ahop.online, that's your ticket. That's your pass. You can even become a web church member and get more access to me through our virtual life group, as well as our personal prayer line and pastoral counseling. Digitally, web church, check it out, ahop.online. Line. I want to remind you of something that's coming up in just a few days as we prepare to pray. I don't want to forget to say this later. Today's broadcast sponsored by SchoolOfTheSpirit.tv. And there's a new class starting in just a few days called Decoding 21 Mysteries of Heaven's War Room. And if there's any ever been a time we needed to understand some mysteries of warfare, it's now. Yes. If there's ever been a time where we needed to get heaven's perspective on war, it's now. Go over there to schoolofthespirit.tv. I've got a special discount code just for you. The code is MORNINGS. We'll talk more about that later and many other things as God directs us and leads us in our prayer. Today's devotion is from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion is titled, Don't bow to any other spirit but mine. Hmm. Don't bow to any other spirit but mine. And here's what I heard the Lord say. 
Don't bow down to the ways of the world. Don't bow down to the imaginations of your heart. Continue to bow down to me, says the Lord. Bow a knee to me. Don't bow to the spirit of fear. Don't bow to that spirit of discouragement. I know it's tempting to give up and quit and run in the other direction, but don't do it, says the Lord. Run to me. Run to the throne. Come boldly to my throne. My throne is a throne of grace. It's a throne of mercy. It's a throne where you can come at any moment, knowing that I will receive you because you are in Christ, says the Spirit of the living God. Today's scripture references Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11, Psalm 95, verse 6, and Psalm 5, verse 7. Today's prayer starter and decree, Father, I bow down to you and you alone. You reign supreme in my life. Help me run to you and not away from you when the pressure from the spirit world feels overwhelming. I decree fear, discouragement, and imaginations bow to the Christ in me. I declare my heart bows to the Lord Jesus and to him alone. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your throne of grace. We thank you, Lord, that your throne is not a, a throne of pain. It's, it's not a throne of games. It's, it's not a throne of discouragement. Your throne is a throne of grace. How grateful we are, my God. Your throne is not a throne of discouragement. Your throne is not a throne of condemnation. Your throne is a throne of grace. How grateful we are, God. We just, ah, oh, we're so grateful that you've invited us. You have extended an invitation. We thank you for that invitation to come boldly to the throne of grace, to find grace and obtain mercy to help in a time of need. We thank you, Lord, for that open invitation, your open door policy, that you would make a way for us to approach you, to cast our cares upon you, to sit in your presence and dine with you, to sup with you, to fellowship with you at your throne of grace. It's not a throne of guilt. Thank you, Jesus. It's not a throne of shame. When we ask you for wisdom, when we approach your throne, you don't give us a hard time. You don't beat us down. You don't cast us out, but you receive us with love, with joy. The prayers of the righteous are pleasing. To the Lord God delights in the prayers of the righteous. We stand on that word today as we enter into intercession. We stand on that word that you delight in this moment. <laughs> you are smiling down upon us from that throne room, from your place seated high above the circle of the earth. You are looking down on us. You are smiling over us. You are watching over us. You are working all things together for the good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And we claim that scripture today. We claim that verse. We claim that promise that you are the Romans 8:28 God and your throne is not a throne of shame. It's not a throne of guilt and discouragement and depression and anxiety and fear. Your throne 
is established on the foundation of righteousness and justice. We can come to your throne and we can seek from you that which we need that we can never attain in our own power. And you welcome us. We need to get this today. You welcome us. You have invited us to come into your throne room, to approach you boldly, not with fear, not with regret, not with doubt, not with unbelief, but you have invited us to come to your throne with boldness because the righteous are as bold as a lion. And no matter what we've done, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you love us despite our foibles, despite our flaws, despite our sin. When we come to the throne, we can come with repentance. We can come with petitions. We can come with our needs. And you are a very present help in time of need. We can obtain mercy and grace to help in a time of need. God, we say to you, we are in a time of need right now. Lord, we say to you, we are in a time of need all the time, every day. We need you all the time, always, every second of every day, every moment, every millisecond. We need you. We are in need. We are in desperate need of everything and anything. You have to offer or that you want to offer in the moment. God, sometimes we don't even know how to pray as we ought. We come to you. We set aside, set apart some time to pray. And we, we, we don't know how to pray. We, 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 think we, we think we know what we need, but God, sometimes we don't know what we need. Jesus, God, help us. Sometimes we think we know what we need. And therefore, we pray for what we need. And you don't despise that. You're not mocking that. You're not disappointed in that. You're, 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 you're delightful. You're delighted that we came to you instead of leaning on the arm of flesh. You're delighted that even when we don't pray the perfect prayer that we chose to come before you, to bow before you, to lay our hearts bare before you, to cry out to you for that which we need or that which we think we need. But God, would you help us today? And from this day forward, would you help us to begin to pray more accurately in the spirit? Because we don't know how to pray as we ought. And I believe so firmly that it's sometimes because we don't know what we really need. We look with our natural eyes, God, and we see a thing and we believe this is the solution. That is the solution. If God did this, that would fix it. Sometimes it's obvious what the solution is. Somebody needs a healing. They need a healing. Somebody needs deliverance. They need deliverance. Somebody needs a job. They need a job. But Lord, sometimes, sometimes we just look at the surface and we don't see what you're trying to do in our hearts. Sometimes we pray our way out of a trial and you're not trying to deliver us from the trial just yet because you're using it to shape us and conform us into the image of Christ, your dear son, the Holy One of Israel. Sometimes we think the best way out is miraculous, instantaneous. Uh, suddenly, when many times the best way out is just through one step at a time in full dependence on God, like Moses going through the wilderness. God had a purpose in the wilderness. Would you teach us today, God, to, to sit in your presence? Come on, this is a prayer strategy. Hear me well. Teach us today, God, to sit in your presence and to hear your heart on a matter or get your mind on an issue before we release our prayer. Would you help us, Lord, just to take a deep breath and just sit still for just a moment before we presume 
to release a prayer that might not be something you can answer because we don't want to beat the air. We don't want to just continue to pray things that you're not doing. It's not your will. It's not your plan. It's not your purpose. It's not your way. It's not what you want to do. God, we need to know what you want to do so we can get an agreement with it so that we can pray it through. We don't want to waste our time praying for something that you have no intention of doing in our lives. <laughs> we don't want to waste our time praying for certain issues that, that they're not on your heart right now. You're trying to do something specific in our lives. We know that, God. We can agree with that. There's something that you're trying to do in our lives right now. Every day you have an outcome that you want to see in our lives. You want to see our growth. You want to see us grow in grace. And you have an end in mind. So, Father, would you help us to press into that, to know what you want us to pray? Because when we pray what you tell us to pray, what you show us to pray, what you lead us to pray, we know we're going to see answers and we know we're going to see breakthrough and we know we're going to see results. And God, we don't want to pray when there's no results to be had. We don't want to wear ourselves out, grow weary in well-doing. It's still well-doing. All prayer is well-doing. We're thinking that we're praying along the lines of the Father's will and oh, sure it's where we're missing it, God, because we want more prayer answers. Oh, Jesus. You are so good. You are so good. You are so good. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. You, your disciples, when you walk the earth, Lord, they asked you that same question. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. They asked you, teach us to pray. John the Baptist's disciples, they learned to pray. John taught them to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. Our Father, this is what Jesus taught them. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy, holy, holy be thy name. We acknowledge you, God, that you are seated high above the circle of the earth. You are the good, good Father. You are the God who sees all things and knows all things, the everywhere God and the all-knowing God. We exalt you, our Father, who art in heaven. Our Father, our heavenly Father. The one who begot us, the one who created us, the one who created everything in the world, all that we see and even things unsee. The Elohim creator God, that is who we serve. Jesus, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, help us to remember this prayer when we don't have a blueprint, when we don't know how to pray as we ought, when we're not sure what your will is. Help us to pray this prayer of consecration where we fully surrender to your generous spirit, where we fully surrender to your wisdom and your grace, where we fully surrender to your perfect will. Thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God, we want our lives to reflect the glory of your son. We want this earth to reflect the glory of the living king. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. God, we need provision. You are the provider. You will perfect that which concerns us. Forgive us our trespasses. God, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, 
Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us for that which has offended your gentle spirit. Forgive us, Lord, for the gossip of our mouth and the thoughts of our mind that repel your spirit. We thank you that you will never leave us or forsake us. We thank you that you will be with us till the end of the earth, but we know that you don't like some of our thoughts and you know that we know that you don't like some of our talk and some of our actions. So forgive us, God, in Jesus name. And Lord, we forgive those who trespass against us. Come on. We forgive those who trespass against us. Come on. We forgive those who say we have no faith. We forgive those who are cursing us to hell. We forgive us who are judging our salvation because we don't believe the same that they do. We forgive those who are launching witchcraft upon us. We forgive those who slander our name. We forgive those who stabbed us in the back. We forgive them, God. We ask you to forgive them. Come on. We ask you, God, to forgive those who have trespassed against us, to forgive those who have lied upon us, who have cheated us, who stole something from us, who left us holding the bag. Lord, we're asking you to forgive them. And we bless those who curse us. I bless those who curse me. Somebody needs to say that out of their mouth. I bless those who curse me. I bless those who call me a false prophet and those who say I have no faith and those who say that I'm going straight to hell. I bless them in Jesus name. I bless those who say I have a religious spirit because I won't believe the same that they do. I bless them in Jesus name. You need to begin to bless them out of your mouth, whatever they're saying about you. Maybe you have family members who don't believe the same as you and they question what you believe. Just bless them. Their word curses cannot land upon you when you bless. The blessing creates a force field around you and the, and the curses just bounce off that force field. And unfortunately, many times they bounce back onto the person who released the curse because when you sow something, you reap something. So when you sow curses, you reap curses. You open yourself up to the enemy's attack on your life. But when you bless and you sow blessings, you receive the blessing of the Lord. Do you understand? Those that you're cursing, if you're cursing people, you're opening yourself up to warfare that you don't want to deal with because you have violated the law of love. When we do that, when we curse people, we violate the law of love. And that is the one law Jesus left with us. So we bless those who curse us. And while they're cursing us, they are opening the door to demonic attack in their life that they will not be able to stop until they repent. But when we bless, we're sowing blessings and we'll reap a harvest of blessings. So Father, today, come on, we bless those who curse us. We bless those who are lying to us. We bless those who have misunderstood us. We bless those. Come on, begin to bless. This is so powerful. This will create a force field around you. The Bible says God's favor surrounds you like a shield. You know why his favor will surround you like a shield? Do you know why that happens? Obedience, turning the other cheek, walking the extra mile, giving someone your coat when they just asked for your shirt, when they try to sue you, just let them have what they want. Who cares? Who cares? 
Agree quickly with your adversary when they're on the way. Jesus, we bless those who curse us. We bless them. We bless them. We bless them in Jesus' name. We bless them. Lord, bless their family. Bless their marriages. Bless their finances, God. We bless them. We bless the seed of their womb, God. We bless their mind. We bless their bodies. We bless those who curse us. That's a powerful thing I've learned many years ago. And that's why I keep advancing in the spirits because I won't allow the enemy to bring me into bitterness. I allow the attack to push blessings out of my mouth instead of bitterness out of my mouth. Amen. You can learn this too and you'll advance. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Lead us not into temptation, God. Help us, Lord, to make decisions that glorify your name. Help us not to put ourselves in harm's way. Help us to stop making choices that lead to bad outcomes in our lives. Because the enemy talked us into doing something, saying something that was not wise for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen father help us to remember this prayer (laughs) help us to remember this prayer when we don't know how to pray we can pray in the spirit and we can also pray the lord's prayer we know the lord's prayer is a perfect prayer because it's the lord's prayer So, Father, thank you that you did not leave us ill-equipped, that you did not leave us without a strategy to pray when we don't know how to pray, that you did not leave us without tools, without weapons, without shelter, without armor. We thank you, Lord, that you've left us in a position of victory over every demon power, that you've left us in a position of success Everything we put our hands to prospers because you supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. That is how good you are. And we lean into your goodness and your grace this morning. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Come on. God is good. He's good. He has set us up for success. You can do this. It's going to happen. You're going to see change. You're going to see victory. If you're not seeing it now, God's going to show you a vision today. He's going to show you a picture. You're going to grasp it. It's going to happen. And when you catch this vision today, I don't want you to let it go. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Hold on to it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hold on to it. God is good. I want to continue praying. I want to pray through this particular uh, revelation God gave me yesterday when we got on the broadcast. He said, catch a vision. And I said, maybe we'll pray about that. I think today's the day. Vision has to be caught. Vision has to be caught. And maybe, just maybe the reason why you're so discouraged is because, hey, 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 is because the enemy has given you his vision for your life. Maybe the reason why you're so fearful is because the enemy has given you his 
vision for your family? Maybe the reason why you're so depressed or why you're so angry is because the enemy has shown you a false vision, something he wants you to focus on (laughs) that God is telling you to look away from. Do you understand? If you are not in perfect peace, then you are or you have caught the wrong vision. Are you tracking with me? If you're hearing me say amen. If you are not in peace, if you are discouraged, if you are depressed, if you are frustrated, if you are anxious, if you are fill in the blank, if it's a negative emotion, you have caught the wrong vision. And God wants to help you see a new vision. You know the scripture in Proverbs 29, 18. You know the scripture. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I want to take that one step further. Where there is no vision, yes, the people perish. But where there's a demonic vision, where the enemy has infiltrated your eyes and your minds, and you're seeing things wrongly, and it's causing you to bite and devour your brothers and sisters, and it's causing you to lay in bed depressed, or it's causing you to walk around with anxiety over what's going to happen in your future, that is not God's vision. That is a satanic vision that will cause you to faint and give up. The New Living Translation says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. So if you're not joyful, you've got the wrong vision. The NIV says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instructions. If you're not seeing blessings of God overflowing in your life, it's possible that you have the wrong vision. I understand there's seasons of warfare, but I've never gone through warfare and not received blessings at the same time. Come on. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. So, Father, today, yesterday you told us catch a vision. That means that you are pouring out vision. That means that you are releasing vision. That means that you are trying to show us something that will move us from mourning to laughter. That will move us from pain to pleasure. You told us yesterday to catch a vision. Therefore, if we are not walking in the highest call, you're trying to show us something that will cause us to accelerate. You're trying to show us something that will lead to our spiritual promotion. You're trying to show us something new so we can think differently, so we can talk differently, so we can behave differently, so we can see a different outcome in our life than the one we had. Listen, even those of you who are walking on the mountaintop, this is for you too. You might say, well, I got a vision. Right, but there comes different seasons. And so we have to catch the vision of God for the season we're in. Because listen, This is very important. Those of you who are on the mountaintop right now, if you are on the mountaintop right now, you have to understand that eventually God will shift the season and God will have a new vision for that season. And if you try to hold on to the vision from the past season, you won't be able to see the vision for the new season and you'll be stuck. That's why some of you feel stuck is because you're working yesterday's vision or last season's vision. And you need to come into the new vision that God has for you, the new vista. So, Father, open our eyes. God, would you help us to see the vision that you are casting? And God, would you remind us, remind us, remind us, remind us, remind us. God, remind us, remind us, remind us, remind us, remind us. Because vision is not sticky. We need you to keep casting the vision, God. We'll catch it. 
We'll run with it. But sometimes we grow weary in the warfare. We need you to remind us of the vision. Holy Spirit, you said you would remind us of God's word and the vision he has for our life is his word for us. So I'm asking you, Lord, to remind us of the vision. Some of us already forgot the vision you gave us last week because there's so much trauma and drama and anger and bitterness in the earth right now. So much fear, so much anxiety. There's so much going on. Sometimes, God, it is hard for us to keep our eyes on the vision. Come on, catch a vision. Catch a vision for this new season. We are in a new season. We are in a new era. If you look through the wrong eyes, even God's vision will seem bitter to you. If you look through the, if you're not willing to let go of your pain, if you're not willing to let go of your frustration, if you're not willing to forgive, if you're not willing to bless those who curse you, if you're not willing to do that, it clouds your eyes and God could be putting a sterling gold vision in front of you that would lead you in the most prosperity you've ever seen in your life. But you're not able to see it because you've got unforgiveness, you've got bitterness, you've got pain, you've got sorrow, you've got grief, you've got depression, all these other things. So if you're not feeling joyful and peaceful, you got to deal with it. You got to ask God to help you to see the vision. Help us, Lord. Where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, what he's saying to a people, we run wild. We're unrestrained. We're not on track. We're not focused and we're not progressing and we're not advancing your kingdom. And we're not happy. Amplified says, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. And the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. One new commandment I give to you, Jesus said, that you love your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength, all of your might, all of your mind, all of you, every part of you, and love your neighbor as yourself. All men will know that we are his disciples by the love that we have for one another. And I think maybe, maybe the greatest vision we could catch right now is the vision of love. The Bible says in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. And my God, what I see right now in the body of Christ, the love of many hasn't just grown cold. It's just not there in many hearts. There's vitriol, there's bitterness, there's cursing and judgment. So, Father, we're asking you to give your bride eyes only for you, dove's eyes only for you. Help us, Lord, to remember I prophesied on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I never know what I'm saying. These are just things the Lord showed me, and I never know how it's going to play out, but it's always wild how it plays out. He said, this is a year to return to your first love. It's one of the things the Lord told me that this is a year to return to your first love. <laughs> Why would he say that? Because he knows that the enemy is going to try to get us to focus on everything but him. Try to do things in our own strength, try to take things into our own hands. The greatest of these is love. So, Lord, give us a vision. Give us a vision, first and foremost, for you. Dove's eyes, eyes only for you, eyes devoted to you, so that we can be in perfect peace, so that we can catch the vision for this season of our life. Because we know that you have a good vision for every season. To every season, there is a purpose. There's a time, a purpose for everything under heaven. And we want to be in line and sync with your vision. But we know that if we're not walking in love, Faith works by love, and therefore, if we're not walking in love, we're hindering our faith, and 
we're opening the door to other voices and we're setting ourselves back from the thing we told you we wanted so badly. The thing we prayed for for years could be right within our grasp, but because we choose to be bitter instead of better, we don't see it. So, Lord, break off anything over our hearts, any film, any residue of resentment, any residue of bitterness, any residue of disappointment, any residue of whatever it is that's causing us not to see you rightly and not to see others rightly. Lord, cleanse our eyes, cleanse our lens, help us to see you rightly, help us to see ourselves rightly, and help us to see others rightly. Because you so love the world that you gave your only begotten son. And God, we, we want to walk in love. We want to walk in love. We want to forgive us, Lord, for not walking in love. Forgive us, Lord, for not keeping our eyes on you. And cleanse our lens today. Help us to see. Help us to see. Help us to see. Help us to see. The Lord told me he's pouring out new visions. He does this in certain seasons. Listen, in critical moments, in moments of shifting, in moments of transition, when you can't see where you're going, that's when you should expect the new vision. Because God's not going to call you to walk around blindly. We walk by faith, not by sight. But you shouldn't be stuck in a black hole, unable to see where you're going. God will give you a vision. So I'm asking you again today, God. Help us to catch the vision that you're giving us for this season of our lives. So that we can write it down, make it plain, and walk in it. So that we can focus on that which you've told us to put our hand to. Because there are blessings and there is prosperity. There are promotions and there are rewards for those who diligently seek you. So Father, help us to set aside some time. Woo us by your spirit into your presence to sit with you and hear your still small voice sharing your heart of love and your vision for our next season. We want what you want. And I just ask you, Lord, to release vision to all those under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? Isn't he good? He's got a new vision for you. I want you to be really encouraged. And if any of this convicted you, that's a good thing because there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. I think in this season, everybody's got caught up in this whirlwind of strife. It's been hard to resist it. And I think probably most of us have engaged in it at some point. And strife blinds your spiritual vision. You can't see because there's witchcraft and evil works all around you. So all we need to do, it's easy. Just we're not going to engage. We're just not going to engage. We're just going to start from this day on. Those of you who haven't already started, we're just going to ignore it. We're not going to go look at it. We're not going to entertain it. When people come talk to us about it, whatever it is, I'm talking about drama, strife, arguments, gossip, accusations against brothers and sisters. We're not going to entertain it anymore. When people come to us with that, we're going to say, I'm sorry. The Lord has told me not to listen to this. It defiles my ears and it defiles my eyes and I need to catch a vision. We're not going to go on the Facebook pages and watch the videos where one person's bashing another. And we're just not going to, we're not going to spend our valuable, precious time on that foolishness. We're going to redeem the time because the days are evil. Amen. I already started doing all that and I've caught a vision and I'm excited to see where I'm going. And guess what? Many of you out there, I don't know all of you. 
I don't know all of you personally, but here's what I know about you. I know that God has a marvelous vision for you in your life. And I know that he wants to show you things to come. And I know that he wants to lead you and guide you into all truth. So, Father, we say yes, and we're going to let you do that. We can earn more money, but we can't earn more time. You can't save time. You can't spend time. Time is always time. And we're not going to waste our time on things that have no eternal value, but we're going to spend our life on you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. He's so good. I'm so honored that you would join me for these broadcasts. You don't know how much it means to me that you are uh, part of uh, this family. And, you know, it's, 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 a, it, it's a good time to just, you know, we've come into a new year. We've still got a virus raging and uh, we've got, you know, different events in the world, wars and rumors of wars. And it's sometimes just good to go back to the very basics of Christianity, that God is good. And that all men will know that you're my disciples by the love that you show for one another. If you're truly, if I'm truly a disciple of Christ, yeah, we'll make mistakes sometimes and say goofy stuff. But we won't engage in petty arguments. Paul, the apostle, told us not to do that. He said, don't engage in these petty arguments that only lead to discord, only lead to strife. He said, that's what he said. So we need to go back to the foundation of Christianity. God is good. He's not mad at you. He works all things together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. What the enemy meant for harm, God will work for good. Amen. All men will know that you're my disciples by the love that you have for one another. Walk ye in love. Forgive. Amen. And those who do those things in this season, I tell you, you're going to see that God's going to trust you with more authority, more grace. And those who are stirring strife continually, God's going to set them aside to heal their hearts because the only reason they're doing that is because they're afraid and they're hurting. Remember that when someone swipes at you, calls you a false prophet, tells you got a religious spirit, calls you Jezebel, tells you you're stupid, whatever they're saying. Remember that the reason they're acting, this will really help you. The reason they're acting that way is because they're afraid or because they're hurt most of the time. Most of the time, when they sound angry, they're really afraid or they're just hurt. And so show compassion on them and don't curse them back. Just bless them or just don't look, just ignore them. Delete the comment, block them, move on, whatever you have to do. But don't trade railing for, don't swap railing for railing. The Bible says that we are to return good for evil. Paul said, don't return evil for evil, return good for evil. So don't act like them. Move in the opposite spirit. Don't be like that. There's no justification for acting like the devil. You can't take authority over the devil when you're acting like the devil. So guess what? You're going to increase in authority and grace and love. And those others will have their opportunity to catch up. But God has to heal them first. God's not mad at them. He doesn't like their behavior when people come against you, whether it's in your workplace or whatever it is. God's not mad at them. He doesn't hate them. He, he wants to heal them. They're, they're angry. They're confused. They're disillusioned. They listen to the wrong voice. They're upset. Amen. So I mean, you need to go over there and take that love challenge over at school of the spirit.tv. I'm going to put up the link, the love challenge. God is good all the time. If you want to help this ministry, you can do that in one of three ways. You can share this broadcast. If you know people that would benefit from prayer, share it. Maybe you're in a group. Maybe you can just send them a private message or tag them. 
or share it on your timeline or share it in your story. You can also pray for me, prayforjennifer.com. You can sign up to be part of my prayer army and I need prayer. Please pray for me. Go over there to prayforjennifer.com. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you for having my back. I know I'm covered. Prayforjennifer.com or you can sow a seed into the ministry. Notice I wait till most people are off even to mention this. It's not about raising an offering every day. It's about giving people an opportunity to sow if they've been blessed. We do depend on your giving in order to push the ministry forward into the things that we need. You can go over there to jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can use the cash app, dollar sign, I am Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the text to give, 754-701-2161, text the word pray. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the P.O. Box, P.O. Box. You want to mail something, a book, gift, whatever you want to mail. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 333. Zero three. I better go. I'm over time today, but I felt like I wanted to tell you some of those things. And remember, guys, walk in love, please. You're going to be so glad when you have your house in heaven, when you look back and realize that you didn't lose out on eternal rewards because you lived half your life in bitterness or a year in bitterness. It's not worth it. Oh, Jesus, it's not worth it. So I release that grace of forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God is good, but God bless you. I might be back with you later this afternoon or I might not. Depends, but know that I love you. I'm proud of you. Hashtag we stand together. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, Sears ministry writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.